On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu. Well, we've got uh, Laura Marling with us here on WFBK. She's playing tonight for WFBK's Waterfront Wednesday. She'll be taking the stage around 7.30 p.m. Her new release is called Once I Was an Eagle, and it's a great record. And so thrilled to have you here, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Um, we've been playing uh, several songs off Once I Was an Eagle, and I, um, we, but we've played all of your albums in the past so far. Um, so I guess... Uh, I've noticed on this album a little bit, a little bit more rocking than than the past records. Yeah. Definitely got some more uh, energy to it. Yes, but I, but which is funny because I did it without a band this time. So that's all. <laughs> that's all. Ethan, my producer, rocking it. <laughs> Who's playing all the instruments then? In that case, I mean, well, uh, I suppose I can take a little credit for the rockiness of it because I played the electric guitar and the acoustic, but Ethan Johns, who produced the record, played everything else. Wow. Yeah. How did that feel to to do an album without a band? It was uh, it was um, actually quite liberating. My, uh, you know, it's a very different thing from playing with a band, which is very exciting. Recording in a room with live instruments and a drum kit and all that. Yeah. Um, but it, it allowed us the opportunity to um, sort of observe um, what we were doing as we were doing it, because we, you know, we overdubbed everything. We put everything on top of my voice and my guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite interesting. It was a different. It was like painting a picture. And you couldn't really get like into personality conflicts with anybody. No, no egos. <laughs> so good. <laughs> did you record in uh, in in the states or in England or? I did it in England. Yeah. 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 But you've made a move over to to California now. So I yeah. have. Yeah, I live in California. How's that going? It's it's chilled out. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. I, I, I mean, I'm barely ever there because um, cause of the touring, but it's a nice place to be when you when you haven't got anywhere else to be. Very different than London. Very different from London, yes. Just different vibe, different weather, of course. Yes, know. yeah. It's, a, it's an extremely different lifestyle. London is very up and close and in your face. And, and, and uh, where I live in California is like, is like that to some extent, but uh, there's more of an opportunity to breathe out. I'd say, and I, I do miss London. I love it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it will always be my home, but um, I very much like where I am now too. What was behind the move? Like, what made you decide to make that? Um, I felt I've had sort of itchy feet anyway because uh, I, I haven't really lived anywhere for four years because of touring, and um, and I wanted a bit of space, uh, li- literal space, uh, and that's hard to come by in London. And I also had the opportunity to do it, which not many people get, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very grateful for. And um, so I thought I'd do it while I can and while I have the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talk about how you you tour all the time, so you you know having that space and is is important to you. Um, but you've been touring for a good part of your life. You started into the music business pretty young. Yeah, well, I started touring when I was 16. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, were you able to even play in some of the venues that you wanted to play in because of being maybe underage? Or? Uh, well, there was a couple where I had to tell a few fibs, and that was fine, and I managed <laughs> to get in and get out. Yeah. Um, I was pretty well-behaved, so I didn't cause too much of a stir. And there were a couple of shows that I turned up at that I was turned away from. Oh, my gosh. So, 
Yeah, thankfully, even in you know that only ended in America two years ago because of the twenty one thing. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. What would you do when you were turned away from a show? Uh, I think it, that being turned away from a show that I was actually supposed to play only happened once or twice, and one time it was actually the launch of my first EP, and it was a month before my eighteenth birthday, which is a shame. <laughs> um, so we ended up playing on the street in Soho, central London, um, which is definitely not where a 17-year-old should be <laughs> late at night. Um, so, yeah, we came up with solutions. Yeah. Now, both of your, well, at least your dad is, is pretty steeped in music, too. Yeah. What yeah. Is, how, what's been his involvement? In? Well, he used to run a recording studio back when people ran recording studios. And uh, he played, played the guitar and he wrote songs and he taught me the guitar. So he's had quite the effect on me. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you picked up the guitar? I, w- I remember it very clearly. Five. It was on my fifth birthday that I got given a little Spanish guitar, which I still have. Was that something you had requested or something your dad just sort of handed to you? Or? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I requested it, but I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. Mm. Do you, would he have like a bunch of different musicians in the studio all the time? Like you'd be in that environment? Well, the studio shut down when I was very, very young. Oh. Um, but uh, I did grow up around a lot of music and a lot of musicians. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming they were probably pretty supportive Yes. Of you going into music? and Yes. I mean, they are human beings and um, parents, so they did have their reservations. <laughs> um, but it wasn't so much of a shock to them that I ended up doing it. Um, but they, they, they were nervous for a little while. Mm-hmm. They probably still are a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and probably always will be. Yeah. Well, we have Laura Marling with us here on WFBK. Her new album's called Once I Was an Eagle, and she's going to be performing tonight for WFBK's Waterfront Wednesday. Justin Lewis opens the show at 6, followed by Laura Marling at 7.30. Sons of Fathers will be taking the stage at 9, and they'll be dropping by in the 4 o'clock hour. Um, so Laura was going to do the song uh, from the album, Once I Was an Eagle, the song once. Yeah, We'd love to hear it. In the land I now know to be mine With a heart so dark it's near blind When I think about the life I left behind I still raise no praise to the sky With my eyes on the prize of your bed When all that's needed sin has been said When I think about the life that I have led I lay down to the sound of the wild is enough to break you Once, once is enough to make you think twice about laying your love out on the line With all I now know to be 
true And all I figured out about you All the crazy things a man can do I lay down to the sound of the truth Beautiful. I love that song. It's called Once, and it's from Laura Marling's new album, Once I Was an Eagle, but you just heard it live on WFBK. She's in our studio, and she's playing tonight for WFBK's Waterfront Wednesday, which gets started at 6 o'clock with Justin Lewis, followed by Laura Marling at 7.30, Sons of Fathers at 9. Find out more at WFPK.org. Um, I understand, Laura, before you recorded this album, or I guess maybe as you were writing the songs, you were kind of, uh, you had steeped yourself into the music of 1969. I had, yes. In particular. Yes. How come that year and what, what artist? Uh, well, it was just a coincidence that somebody gave me two records and they were both from 69 and they were both records I had, had uh, records and artists I had never heard of before. Who were they? Um, they were Jim Sullivan, who released one album called UFO in 1969 and then disappeared off the face of the earth. And then there was a guy called Jim... Oh my goodness, I've had a mind blank. Jim. Not Croce. He's gone. Not um, Jim Croce. <laughs> no, okay. no. Uh, Jim Sullivan. Oh, Jim Ford. Huh. Um, and he did like this amazing, weird, sort of folk funk album called Harlem County, Harlem County. Um, and that started, I, I, you know, I had a, an average record collection anyway, but um, I started, it's a really good way of killing time on tour. <laughs> um, Louisville has particularly good record shops, actually. Killed rather a lot of time here. Um, <laughs> of just going into record shops and picking up records and seeing what year it was released. Um, and then, uh, and then I just bought all the ones I found from 69 or 68 or 70, assuming that they would have had something to do in 69. Yeah. And I found all kinds of amazing gems. Um, some were really obvious, like the band. And um, there was a Nancy Snatcher and Lee Hazelwood record that came out that year that was amazing. Awesome. Uh, all kind. I mean, I, 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 there's so. I, it just seemed to be a really exciting time for music. It became really clear when I started building that collection that something, something funky was going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And lots of. Um, uh, incorporating lots of different instruments at the time too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there, I guess there was a freedom, there was a kind of boom then around um, the music industry that meant that people could do more experimenting with. Um, there's a Captain Beefheart record 
Safe as Milk mm. um, that came out that year that is the weirdest sounding, <laughs> you know, like you could, it's almost sad to say you, a record like that couldn't come out now, really. I mean, it could, but it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't have the regard that it did, you know, that it deserves in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. It gives me, it, it, and it also sort of helped give me faith that there, there's so, there's so, you know, the amount of stuff I don't know is infinite. And the fact that I, 1969 is just one year. Yeah. It's amazing. One year of many yeah. uh, to look back through. Um, I understand too that you're a fan of Will Oldham. I am. I'm a huge fan. That's cool. You know, he's from here. Yes. I, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah. So he's around, we see him around town all the time. He hangs oh, out, cool. you know, and, and it's been by the station many times. And uh, I just thought that was neat. When did you first hear him and how? Well, uh, he has a particular place in my heart because um, my first record uh, I recorded, um, Charlie Fink from Knowing the Whale produced it. And I was singing in his band, Knowing the Whale. And he gave me... Uh, to see a darkness, uh, or I, I see a darkness, sorry. Mm -hmm. And um, it gave me that when I must have been 17 or something. And it completely changed my, um, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know the, the sort of, the darkness of that record kind of changed my perspective. Really? <laughs> yeah, it really had an effect on me, like music does when you're that age. From what to what? Well, it gave, it gave me a new, it, ga it gave me an understanding of a different purpose for, for being a, being an artist or I didn't ever con I didn't consider myself an artist then I wasn't self-aware enough um I'm not even sure I do now but it it made me think it, it definitely changed everything that I had written up until that point and um and uh you know the the kind of brutal honesty of his record well all the Bonnie Prince Billy records and Palace Brothers and all that mm -hmm. the kind of the the vulnerability not vulnerability is not the right word, but the closeness of it. I don't know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. um, it changed my, you know, made me realize I didn't have to be, you know, you could be, you could be as weird as you want and um, <laughs> as weird as what is truthful to who you are. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like it expanded sort of your parameters, made you think like way outside of your own totally limits. and Totally. Yeah. And under the, as I thought it was a young thing then, uh, that was under the... Um, you know, I, I, Charlie helped shape that for me, and um, thank God he was at the reins of my first record, really, mm. because it changed my. Well, it just sort of brought, it opened me up to a whole new way of looking at music and making music, and so yeah, I was lucky. Mm -hmm. And well, whatever it is you're doing now, people love it. Oh, just love it and um, can't wait to hear you tonight and can't wait to hear another song you're going to do one from a creature I don't know I believe yes a um, song called Sophia wonderful this is Laura Marling live on FPK
and sign of yours Who's been touching my skin Sometimes I stare Sometimes I look and sometimes I don't care Rarely I weep but sometimes I must By dust Sophia from Laura Marling on WFPK Radio Louisville, and that's from her album, A Creature I Don't Know. She's playing this gorgeous uh, guild guitar. Mm. sounds so good. Mm, is that your regular guitar like you take everywhere with you kind of thing? Or? This is actually a new one, and it's I'm really happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very, very nice. Well, Laura Marling, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. My pleasure. On-demand listening is made possible by Bellarmine University. Grounded in the liberal arts and sciences, Bellarmine offers over 50 majors and 15 graduate and advanced degree programs. More at bellarmine.edu.